Hi church, I'm so glad to be with you and today we're going to be talking about Holy Week, specifically the week that starts with Palm Sunday and ends with the resurrection of Jesus Christ on resurrection morning. So you say, well, what is Palm Sunday? How did they get that name, Palm Sunday? We'll talk about it. We're going to go through Matthew 21 and also the passage in Luke and a couple of other passages. But I want to let you know that this is the week when Jesus turns his attention and like a resolute, unflinching general marches towards the battle line to defeat Satan, to defeat our enemy, and to conquer death. Some say that this was Jesus' first step towards Calvary. I, I like that, but I think from the moment Jesus was born, he was on a journey towards Calvary. But you definitely see him pivot in this week and start to, have, to, to head towards Calvary with a newfound determination. It's, it, it's really an amazing week. We call him coming into Jerusalem on this week, on this Palm Sunday, we call it the triumphal entry because Jesus is hailed by the people as the King and the, and, and the Messiah and Hosanna. He is, he is, he is, they cry out, Hosanna to the Son of David, Hosanna in the highest heavens. And so you want to know what all of that is about. Stay with me. We'll go through it. Read with me in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and they came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying, Go into the village ahead and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. So what's taking place? They've they're, they're coming into Jerusalem. The Mount of Olives is on the outskirts of the holy city of David. It's across the Kidron Valley from the Temple Mount. And as they're approaching, he sends them on ahead, two disciples. And he says, bring me a donkey. Now, this is unusual. Why would they have to bring him a donkey? What's the significance of that? And you say, well, um, there's something very, very significant about it. It's, it. it's found in the very next verse. This took place, verse 4, to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. What prophet? Well, I'll put it on the screen. The prophet Zechariah in Zechariah 9, verse 9, says, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, riding on a donkey. So the Bible says that Jesus would ride on a donkey. Why? What's the purpose of this? Well, it fulfills not only Zechariah, but also the passage in Isaiah 62:11. What else does it say? Well, number one, Holy Week is about victory. And, and it is a declaration that Christ is victorious. But why would he come in riding on a donkey? You have to remember that Jesus in his first coming, this is the first coming of the Messiah. Now he will come again in his second coming. And you can compare and contrast both comings. This is what I want to highlight for you. When he came the first time, he came like a baby in a manger. The second time, he'll come like a conquering king. 
The first time he was found as a broken man on a cross. The second time he will be found as the resurrected king of glory. Here he comes riding on a donkey, signifying gentleness, humility, peace. For he would be our prince of peace. Whenever you see a, a, uh, a king riding a donkey, he was trying to signify and trying to uh, relate to his people, he comes in peace. Jesus is saying, I come in peace. But there will be a second coming when he comes riding a white horse where he will signify and he will proclaim his might and his power and the, and the ideas that he will rule forever. But we'll talk about that later. Right now we want to we signify victory through humility, victory through peace. I think we have a lot to learn about that because that's how he wants us to, to uh, emerge victorious, through vict- uh, have victory through peace. The next thing I want to highlight about victory is, is found in verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus instructed them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt and they placed their cloaks on them and Jesus, uh, for Jesus to sit on. Verse 8. A very large crowd split, spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches, now this is where you get Palm Sunday, others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead and those that followed began to shout. What did they shout? They said, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up and they started to ask, Who is this? And so the proclamation goes forward. This is the Messiah. This is the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, there's something very significant about them laying their cloaks on the ground and spreading out palm branches. Through peace, he would conquer death. Now, the palm branches always signified peace. The ground has always signified death and the grave. And so through peace... He would not be touched by the grave. The grave would not be able to hinder him or to get on him or have any effect on him. And this this is what the Spirit was saying through the simple act of peace, putting palm branches on the ground and declaring him victorious over death. Not only is there a victory over death, but you see his celebrity type status why? Why, is, why are all these people gathered? Well, that tends to happen. You get the rock star treatment when you do the kind of miracles that Jesus was doing. The lame would walk, the blind would see, and the dead were raised. What do we mean by that? He had just recently raised Lazarus from the dead. And as he raised Lazarus from the dead, his popularity began to spread and everyone began to hear about this, this wonderful man of God that was Messiah. And so they began to call out, he has victory over death. And that's exactly what we find in the Holy Week. We find victory over death. Number two, we find, we find the fulfillment of, of prophecy. Jesus is the fulfillment of Scripture. Do you know that Jesus, in his coming, fulfills over 400, some scholars would say over 500 distinct prophecies in his coming? This is beautiful. Here we see 
that he fulfills Zechariah and he fulfills Isaiah. But in this holy week, he is going to fulfill a number of prophecies by him conquering the grave, by him being betrayed, by him being lifted up on a pole and becoming sin for all of us so that we might be saved. You see fulfillment and fulfillment and fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus, the Bible says that his first coming was marked by the fullness of time. In the fullness of time, he came. And now in the fullness of time, he's going to conquer death and fulfill those prophecies. But probably my most, I think my favorite fulfillment of Scripture is found in Daniel chapter 9. Now you say, what is Daniel 9? Daniel 9 is the, is the popular prophecy of the 70 weeks. You say, well, what is, what is the prophecy of the 70 weeks? Daniel speaks to the Jewish people and he talks to them about the fulfillment of time in 70 weeks. Read with me. Seventy sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Know and understand this. From the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens. And then there will be 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench. But in times of trouble, after the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be put to death and will have nothing. Another version says he will be cut off. The people, the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end, and the desolations have been decreed. He goes on to talk about that last seven, that, that 70th week or that last week. Let me just explain very quickly what's happening here because this is a very profound prophecy that is fulfilled right here in this moment of Jesus entering Jerusalem. What's taking place is Daniel turns to the Jewish people and he says there will be seven sevens. So we have a total of 70 weeks. You say, but, but what is this idea of weeks? They use weeks like we use decades. If I say a decade, a decade means a 10-year period. A week for, the, for, for Daniel means a seven-year period. So there will be seven weeks, seven seven-year periods for Jerusalem to be reestablished during the time of Nehemiah. This is marked by a uh, by decree from Artaxerxes to Nehemiah, and we have that as a matter of record. And then from that point, I've done the calculation for you. I don't want to do it here because we don't have enough time. But from that point to the point that Messiah is cut off is exactly 62 weeks or 62 seven-year periods. We know that that's exactly the day that Jesus comes in riding on this donkey and the start of Holy Week. I want to take you to Luke 19. This is the triumphal entry given by Luke. We've been reading it from Matthew's point of view, but from Luke's point of view, the, it, gives you, it gives us another hint. Some of the Pharisees and some of Jesus' opponents were there in the crowd 
and they began to rebuke Jesus or to ask Jesus. They were getting on Jesus and asking him to rebuke his followers. And this is what they said. They said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Why are they asking him to rebuke his disciples? They're saying this because to them that is blasphemy that they would hail him Messiah and the king of the Jews or that they would say that he is the fulfillment of prophecy. Now Jesus doesn't say, no, I won't do it. As a matter of fact, listen, he does say, no, I won't do it. I'm going to let them cry out. Now what's different? Because for years now Jesus has been saying to people, make sure that no one knows. When he heals someone and they want to go share his fame, they say, he says, make sure that no one knows. Make sure that you don't tell anyone. Keep it on the down low. Keep it on the deal. Let's keep this hush-hush. What's different now? I'll tell you what's different. Daniel prophesied that on this specific day, we've done the calculations for you in the past. You can read about it. On this very specific day, Daniel declared Messiah would be revealed. And there Jesus says this to them. He says, if these people keep quiet, the very mountains will cry out because prophecy will be fulfilled on this day and I am the fulfillment of that prophecy. Isn't that beautiful? And you see this throughout Holy Week. Number three is salvation. But we'll cover that in part number two. So look for that later on this week. Church, I love you. Holy Week is about life. It's about victory. It's about salvation. And I pray you have an awesome and wonderful, blessed Holy Week.